This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is episode number 11, and today we're talking all about self-sabotage. Hello, and welcome to the Taking Back Your Power podcast. I'm Isabel Palacios, and I specifically created and designed this podcast to empower, inspire, and help you cultivate a powerful mindset to build your best life and live out your dreams. May you always remember your true beauty, your true worth, and your true power always come from within. So get your coffee, smoothie, or wine ready, and let's get started. I always say that nothing will hinder your success, growth, and happiness more than yourself. It took me many years to realize that I was the only thing standing in my way of my success, of my happiness, and of my power, which is why I am so excited to be bringing this episode for you guys this week because I want to bring awareness to something that is very addictive and I had no idea. I used to hear the term all the time. I used to hear about it, but I had no idea that I was actually doing this to myself because I thought, oh, well, I'm having fun. I'm doing what I want to do, this and that. There's nothing in my way. And if I don't want to do something, I won't do it. And actually, self-sabotage sounds exactly like that because we don't really realize we're doing it. Some of us are self-aware. Some of us do have more consciousness about what we're doing than others. But for many years, I either turned a blind eye to it or I said, I'm not doing anything wrong. I placed the blame on everyone else or everything else. And I never took responsibility for my habits, for the things I was doing to stop my Myself from being successful. So yes, self-sabotage is something very, very delicate, but once you realize you're doing it, once you realize that you have been stopping yourself in so many ways, then you can start to remedy it. So fear not. If you know that you're self-sabotaging, then this is the episode for you because we're going to be trying to work through some of these self-sabotaging releases, I guess you could call it, and self-sabotaging tendencies so that we can stop them in the long run and realize that self-sabotage, we might think that in the moment it's like the best thing for us, but in the long run, it will ruin us. So really this podcast episode is to bring awareness because if you were asleep, like I was for so many years, about yourself, about your goals, about your dreams, about what you had to do to get to that point in your life, then keep on listening. You see, you can blame other people and external circumstances all you want, but ultimately you hold the power to your life. Self-sabotage happens when you lack self-worth or you don't deem yourself worthy of the best. 
So subconsciously, you are having these self-sabotaging tendencies because you don't believe that you're actually worthy of having all the things that you want to have in life. You deem yourself not good enough or you can't do it, not smart enough, not strong enough. So you just put everything on the back burner or you just don't address the things that you want to do. You don't even put the work in because you feel like that work will be way too hard for you. Because we all know that when you love yourself truly, not in a narcissistic way, not in a self-centered kind of way, people think that self-love is something very self-centered, but no, self-love is a necessity for living your best life. So self-love to me is actually doing your best, giving yourself the best, and treating yourself right. So with that framework of self-love, Where does self-sabotage fall in? It doesn't. Because if you're doing your best, you're not sabotaging yourself. If you're giving yourself the best, you're not sabotaging yourself. And if you're treating yourself right, you are definitely not sabotaging yourself. And a lot of times self-sabotage is disguised as these things. We think that by doing these tendencies, we're actually doing our best. We're doing the best for us. We're making ourselves feel good. But actually that self-sabotage feels good in the moment. But when the time comes to answer to all those things that you procrastinated on, all those things that you didn't do, then you're going to start feeling bad. So that being said... These are some of the things that you may or may not be aware that are sabotaging you, that you are doing to yourself. Procrastination, negative self-talk, not chasing your dreams, worrying, choosing the wrong friends or romantic partner, comparing yourself to others, subconscious limiting beliefs, not taking care of your body, and addictions. So you may be listening to these things and say, well, of course, I know these things are wrong for me. I know I shouldn't do those things. But yet, you're aware of them, maybe, maybe not. But you still do them because in the moment, they feel good. Such as procrastination. Procrastination is a belief that you can put things off until later because what you're doing right now in the present moment or what you're not doing in the present moment is more important than your dreams and your goals or getting good grades or excelling at school or getting your degree or excelling at work or starting your business. We think, hmm, I can put it off until later and right now I'm just going to watch some more TV or hang out with my friends and not do anything because this is self-love, self-love. I'm so full of self-love. Instead of working on that paper, I'm going to sit in a bathtub and read a book with some wine. That is self-sabotage because you're not really realizing that what you're doing right now in the moment that might seem good and jolly and lovely and might seem like self-worth, treat yourself kind of thing is actually hurting you in the long run. And this is how people don't realize they're self-sabotaging because they don't realize that those little moments or that time that you spend playing around or not doing your what you're responsible for is actually going to hurt you in so many ways because think about it if you're a procrastinator and guys 
I was a huge procrastinator in school, especially in college. I kept everything to the last minute. I partied all the time. I drank every single, almost every single day. If it wasn't hard liquor, it was wine. And you could honestly say I was an alcoholic, just like a lot of people around me. It was just so prevalent, especially in a university and especially in New Orleans where I went to school. It's just so prevalent. And in the moment I think, oh, I'm having fun. I'm living my best life. I am not going to stop and go to the library or go to the gym or do this or do that. I'm not going to stay in and save money because that's not fun. I'm here to live my life. I'm here to live experiences. And now two, three years later, I can honestly tell you guys, those little decisions that I made, they didn't make me any happier. They didn't make me any better. They were just things in the moment that gave me gratification. And that sabotaged me a lot because I ended up not getting such good grades in some classes that I procrastinated on. I wasted a lot of time when I could have been working on my dreams and my goals. I wasted a lot of time just doing nothing, drinking alcohol, being with people or going out, staying out so late. I took a huge toll on my body for so much drinking and so much partying and bad diets. I'm not saying that you shouldn't have fun. I'm not saying that you shouldn't go out with friends, but I'm saying do it responsibly. Never trade your success for a party. That's all I'm saying because you will end up getting the bad end of the deal. And just think about when you procrastinate, how stressful it is to get things done at the last minute. And I know there's some of you who say, well, Isabel, I work so much better when I'm in a rush. I work so much better when I'm in a time crunch. I work so much better under stress, under pressure. That's cool. But actually nothing beats starting a project early, taking your time on it. So you work on it a little bit every single day. And then on the last day you can rest or you can get it done in two days and then have the rest of the week off or whenever the deadline comes around, you'll be nice and stress-free and relaxed. Stress is not good for your body. It's not good to be in a rush all the time. And the problem with our society is that we're so stressed out all the time. We're used to being under stress. We think that it's normal. We think that it's good to be part of the rat race and we think hustling is hurting us. But in reality, it's hindering us. So this stress, this hustle that you put on yourself is actually self-sabotaging you, which is another form of self-sabotage is working yourself so much under stress for a few hours or a few days, whatever, and then going to a bar and drinking or pulling out the wine and getting drunk at home by yourself watching Netflix and then waking up feeling like crap. You see, that's the problem is that these tendencies, this procrastination will lead to stress, which will lead you to drinking, which will lead you to an addiction, which will lead you to bad health. And it just leads to this destructive domino effect, which is why it's important that when you realize you're doing these things, these little things like procrastinating, it's so important that you nip it in the bud right from the get-go, that you stop it from its inception. That's the thing about self-sabotaging tendencies is that they seem so harmless at the beginning, just like negative self-talk. We think that it's not powerful, that it's not going to 
influence us in any single way. If we talk bad to ourselves or we tell ourselves, oh, I'm so stupid. I'm so pathetic. I'm not worthy. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not thin enough. I'm not this. I'm not that. We don't realize the gravity of the things that we say to ourselves, that they are so powerful, which is so important that when you realize that you're starting to have a negative thought or belief about yourself or your situation, that you stop it right from the get-go. Same as worrying or not taking care of your body, which a lot of us view eating junk food, eating sweets, drinking alcohol, or eating this stuff that is bad for you. We think that it's actually good for you because we're quote-unquote treating ourselves or quote-unquote having a cheat day or this and that, when in reality, those things aren't helping you at all. It's just giving you a fleeting moment of satisfaction, a fleeting moment of comfort because we feel like we've been restricting ourselves or we've been working ourselves too hard. So we deserve a little treat, but actually your treat, your ultimate goal shouldn't be those little seconds, those little moments right there of satisfaction of sitting on the couch and eating chocolate cake. That should not be your focus. Your focus is the reward that you will reap for all of your hard work in taking care of your body and going to the gym and eating right and being healthy. That is your ultimate reward and you shouldn't stop. You shouldn't let these little distractions in stopping you from reaching that ultimate goal of having your dream body, of being in the best shape of your life, of being 100% healthy and happy with yourself. That should be your focus and your drive. That should give you more joy than those five minutes it takes you to eat a chocolate cake or a big hamburger or whatever it is that you are craving. That feeling of being healthy and in shape conquers all other feelings. Trust me. I know what it's like to be out of shape and I know what it's like to be in shape. And let me tell you, being in shape wins every time. You think about it. When you go shopping, you don't feel self-conscious. You actually love what you're wearing. You love to take photos. You celebrate your body. You feel good about yourself because your body is crying out for your self-love. So you need to give it love. Your body is crying out for your acceptance, so you need to give it acceptance. And in that way, you will curb all your distractions, curb the things that are trying to veer you off your ultimate goal in your path, and you will stay focused for the sake of your body and for your self-love. So eating junk food is one of the biggest self-sabotaging tendencies that we can have because in the moment it feels so good. We think we're actually treating ourselves, which is scary. We think we're actually doing good to ourselves and we're actually doing wrong, which is why it's good to feel a little guilty when you eat those things because deep down you know they're not good for you. But society tells us it's okay. You can do this. You can do that. Treat yourself society pushes us to treat ourselves with the things that are actually hurting us. What happens? You gain weight. You have astronomical health costs because you're sick and you feel bad about yourself and all types of things. So what do they offer you? A little quick fix, a solution in the form of a pill, in the form of weight loss, fad diets, in the form of supplements, in the form of so many things to make money off of you because actually industries love making money off of you. So they want you to be at your worst. They're not going to promote the best to you. So they're going to promote, oh, treat yourself, do this, do that. And then in the end, they're going to be like, oh, you're overweight. 
you have this. Okay, here's a quick fix. You're going to do the quick fix. You're going to shed the weight. You're going to feel better about yourself, whatever. And then here come more health problems. So then you have to keep medicating yourself. You keep medicating yourself with food, with alcohol, with drugs, whatever it is. And then you're just in a vicious cycle of continuing to sabotage yourself just because you couldn't watch what you ate in the very beginning. Just like having friends or choosing a romantic partner that you know is not good for you or make you feel bad about you or are toxic because you can't learn to say no in the beginning. The moment that you realize that the people around you are bringing you down, being negative, not supporting you, or even hurting you in some kind of way, same as in your romantic relationships, where with people just because we don't want to be alone, the moment people start treating you bad, you need to say no and stay away from those people. From the very beginning, the moment somebody disrespects you, the moment somebody shows you their true colors, the moment someone shows that they don't have the best intentions for you, you need to cut them out of your life because those people are going to be nice and smiley, ask you for forgiveness, say, I'm sorry, I'll never do it again, but then they'll continue because you know what? Us humans, we are creatures of habit. Once we like doing something, even if it's bad, we'll continue doing it because it makes us feel good. Just like having those bad friends around you, you'd rather have bad friends around you than be alone. And that's the problem. When you learn that being in your own company is infinitely better than being in the company of many others that don't wish good on you. And the problem is we never think it's us who have the toxic friends or the toxic relationship. We think, oh, my partner, he actually really loves me. He's cheated on me a few times and you know, he texts girls all the time and this and that, but he really loves me and I couldn't find anyone. I'm almost 30 or I'm this old or everyone else is married around me. And honestly, I know he's the one for me. I know I can't love anyone else, this and that. We make excuses for our sabotaging tendencies and we keep falling in the vicious cycle just because we're too afraid from the get-go, from the moment somebody shows us who they truly are, from the moment someone shows us they don't have the best intentions for us, from the moment somebody disrespects us, from the moment someone belittles us, we don't have the, dare I say it, the balls to just cut them off. We don't have the resolve to be like, okay, no, I'd rather be alone than in bad company because society has sold us on the premise that if you don't have a partner, if you don't have friends, you're a loser. Then if you're alone, you're a loser. But actually those people who consciously choose who they decide to share their energy with are actually happier in the long run. They're not lonely. They just know who to let in their energy field and who is not worthy of being in their energy field. So these examples that I'm giving you are just to open your eyes a little bit and maybe encourage you to look around you, realize what you're doing to study yourself, study the people around you, study your circumstances, and start being aware of the things that you're doing that you know aren't helping you. And a lot of times we already know these things, but in the moment when we do them, they feel so good. They feel so cozy and comforting and they feel right in the moment, which is why we don't question them, which is why we don't do anything about them because we don't realize until years on or months on that they were actually hurting us. So then we look back and we're like, why did I do that? Why did I do this? So that's why today, finally, 
hopefully you understand what self-sabotage is. It's so many different things. There's so many ways that you can self-sabotage yourself. So now let's get on to getting rid of these self-sabotaging tendencies. And it's actually very simple. Just listen closely. In order to get rid of self-sabotage and self-sabotaging tendencies... You must get rid of the notion or the idea or the belief that actually doing something will cause more pain than not doing it. So we self-sabotage because we believe that doing the right thing will actually give us more pain than doing the wrong thing or getting involved with the distraction or what feels good in the moment. So let me give you an example. Back to the procrastination example. We think by doing a project immediately in the moment when we have time will be too hard, time consuming, or it will take away from fun, which is why a lot of us don't start projects. We don't work on our dreams because we think it's going to be too hard, too much time. I want to do something fun right now. Oh, I'll put it off till later when I am focused. We put so many excuses and we think that it's just so hard. It's so hard. It's so hard, which is why when beating procrastination, you need to just do that thing that you've been putting off right in the moment when you get the assignment or when you think about it for the first time. You need to make a priority list of all the things you need to do and go down that list and not stop until you finished that list. And by putting off the so-called work harder stuff or the more fun stuff in the moment is self-sabotage because imagine how you will feel at the last minute that you're working on this project, or maybe you just don't even get to the project. Maybe you don't even write the paper, so you get an F. Or maybe you don't turn in this work for your job, and then you get fired. Think of that. Think of the worst case scenario when you think about procrastinating. When that first little thought, oh, I'll just do it later when I'm not so tired, or I'm just going to go do this right now, and then when I come home, I'll, I'll get it done, or I'll do it after work, or I'll do it after school, or whatever. That is when you have to think, what will happen if I don't turn this in? How will my grades suffer? And then you could do the whole college student thing where you think, oh, well, even if I get an F on this, I'll still get a B plus in the class or I'll still get an A. I've had a really good average. Don't do that. Even if you feel like you've worked so hard that you have been so on top of your school and you're like, "Mm, I can put this off until later. Don't do it because you know what? Procrastination is addicting. So even before you get into that procrastination habit, you need to stop that procrastination habit. You need to stop all of these things in their tracks. And right now you are probably aware of all the things you're doing. You know perfectly well, you know yourself better than anyone else. So right now, what I want you to do is pull out a piece of paper and I want you to write down all the things that you do, the habits, the addiction, the things you worry about, the negative things that you tell yourself, the things that you've been putting off. I want you to write it all down and start working on each and every single one of these because the best way to end self-sabotage is just to do the opposite of what it is that you're doing. So if you're procrastinating, you need to do the opposite, which is get responsible and be conscious of your time management. I don't care how old you are. I don't care what grade you're in. I don't care how many years you've been a procrastinator. I don't care about anything. 
You have the power to change the habits that are ruining you. Even if you come from a whole line of procrastinators on your dad's side, or your entire family is just a bunch of procrastinators, you can break the cycle. You can break the bad quote unquote genes, the bad things that you've inherited from your family or your upbringing. You can change them right now. That's the biggest problem. That is self-sabotaging yourself. You're self-sabotaging yourself by not working on your self-sabotaging beliefs because you believe it's going to be too hard or too time-consuming or too stressful, so you just don't do it anyways. Honestly, the whole premise of this week's episode is just to work harder and to become self-aware of the things that you're doing to hurt yourself because a lot of times... We don't realize these things. We don't realize what we're doing in the moment when we do them. But when you actually start to live your life more consciously, more consciously about the things you say to yourself and to others, by your actions, about how you're feeling, you will realize that you are actually doing a lot of things that are hurting you. And it's okay if you're far along on your journey of spirituality or your journey on working on yourself or whatever, it is never the wrong time to work on these self-sabotaging tendencies. It's actually always the right time to work on these things, and it's never too late or too early to get started. Just get rid of this idea that actually doing these things and working on these things is hard or it's impossible. Yes, it will be a little difficult in the beginning. It will be difficult to focus or to change your habits or your lifestyle or implement better, healthier routines for yourself, clean up your diet, work on your time management, start being more positive, having positive self-talk instead of negative self-talk, cutting off friends or breaking up with your partner. All these things are work and they're hard in the beginning, but once you do them, you will feel so much better. You will feel free. You will feel in control of your life. We are the only thing standing in our way of our success. We're the only thing standing in our way of our happiness, of our fulfillment. And when you truly know and accept this fact, you won't struggle in doing these difficult things. You won't struggle in taking the high road. You won't struggle in cutting people off. You won't struggle in working hard towards your goals because you know the rewards will be oh so satisfying, incredibly satisfying. You will just be sitting on a mountain of satisfaction and a mountain of glory and happiness when you reach your goals and you make your dreams a reality. And you will feel so good. And it doesn't matter what it is. It could be your life goals. It could be your schoolwork. It could be your work at work. It could be your business. It could be your health and your fitness. It could be your home. It could be so many things that you have to work on. And when you get those things done and you put in a lot of work and you reap the rewards of that hard work, it is just a confidence booster. It is a booster for self-love. It raises your vibration. It just makes you so much better all around as a human being. You're more likely to be positive. You see that you can do something, that you can conquer an obstacle, and it just gives you that confidence to keep on conquering, to keep on working. And I talk to you from experience because from the beginning, when I decided to start working on myself, to start working harder, or to start working on my diet and my fitness, when I became vegan, when I cut off bad friends and bad people or just bad relationships, that 
that's when I started to realize, wow, I actually do have power. I am curating my life. I am being my best self. I am getting out of my own way. I was the person who was in charge of all these things. I was the manager of all these facets of my life. And I was blaming it on the workers. I was blaming it on HR. I was blaming it on corporate. I was blaming it on other people when I realized, hey, actually it's me. I am the person running this branch. And I know I'm probably talking in terms of the office because I've been watching the office again lately, but I am the Michael Scott of my branch of every single facet of my life, of my health, of my wealth, of my happiness. I am the Michael Scott, (laughs) which actually might not sound so good because, well, actually Michael Scott was a great boss. So yes, I am the Michael Scott of all these things. I know, I know. If you guys get it, you get it. But all I'm trying to say is you have the ultimate power and don't give that power to anyone else or to anything else because your happiness, your self-love, your success is right on the other side of fear. The challenge lies in addressing those fears, grabbing them, kicking them to the side and going about your merry way. And the grabbing them and kicking them to the side is probably the hardest part. But once you can go along your merry way, nothing can stop you. Because you say, you know what, big bad wolf, I've dealt with you before in the past and I can deal with you again in the future. So this week, I implore you to start working on your self-sabotaging tendencies and start actually becoming aware of the things. And like I said, procrastination, negative self-talk, not chasing your dreams, worrying or making excuses, choosing the wrong friends or wrong partner, comparing yourself to others, letting your subconscious limiting beliefs still limit you, and not taking care of your body and not getting help for your addictions, whether they are food or medication or drugs or alcohol or whatever it is that you may be addicted to. If you keep ignoring those things and not getting help from them, getting therapy, talking to someone, working on them yourself, whatever it may be, you are sabotaging yourself. And you honestly don't even need me to tell you that. You already knew this. Deep down, your intuition, your gut, you should always listen to because it's telling you it's not good for you. It's telling you, don't do this. Please don't do this again. Please, 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 please. It is telling you that. And you are choosing to ignore it because other people are telling you to do it, society, or you just feel pressure from other people. So start listening to yourself again, to your gut, to your body, to your mind, to your spirit, because deep down, you know what is best for you. And you're only hurting yourself by ignoring those things. So thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Taking Back Your Power. It was a pleasure talking about self-sabotage because I've never talked about this topic before, but understand that you always will have the power within you to overcome any obstacle. And sometimes I know it's so hard to accept because a lot of us, we love to point fingers. We love to put up excuses. We love to blame our unhappiness or whatever it is, our feelings of unworthiness on other people when in reality, we are giving those people that power over us. So Take back your power from those people, from those circumstances, and realize that you can do anything, anything you set your mind to. There's nothing more powerful than the power of the human spirit. 
So use that power wisely. Use it to your full advantage. Don't squander your life. Don't squander your talent. Don't squander your time. Don't squander your goals. Don't squander your vision. Use everything because you are an amazing, full of potential human being and you deserve happiness. You deserve it. So give it to yourself first. I love you guys so very much. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. Next week, I will be live with a new episode. As always, I am so happy that I'm being consistent on this platform because I love this platform. If you would like to connect with me or have more content from me, then please check out my YouTube channel. The link is always down below or check out my social media. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. All my links are always below these podcasts and I'd be more than happy to connect with you and to share ideas and share experiences. And always remember my beautiful, beautiful people, your true beauty, your true worth, and your true power always come from within. I love you guys so very much. And I will be back here on next week's episode of Taking Back Your Power. Bye-bye.